0: What's up all you movie lovers? Al, you got something to say to the movie haters? You guys don't like movies? What are you insane? Welcome back to Buy the Heart. I'm Alex. And I'm Sean. We believe that every great story is full of gospel themes. Together we examine our favorite movies while looking at the gospel themes of characters in some of the best quotes. Also, we look at the moments that made us laugh, think, and cry. And we'll let you know when you can find a wall to pee on with our Big Daddy moment, so you don't miss the good parts. Thanks for listening. The Gospel is that Jesus Christ died on the cross for the sins of the world, and anyone who believes in Him shall have eternal life. Welcome back to By the Heart, where we make much of Jesus in the arts. I'm here with my co-host, Sean. Sean, what's going on? By the heart, we're back. We're back. Not only are we back, but we have two microphones. Dose. And they, I think they sound way better. I hope so. We're in my closet right now. Let us know. Let us know. Go ahead and call us. Maybe text us. Let us know what you think about our microphone setup. Better? Worse? Go back to the original microphones? Ooh, you want us to use the lapels? I never want to use those again. Nah, me either. By the heart, we are reviewing remember the titans directed by boaz yokin this is my favorite movie definitely not the best movie ever but forever this will be my favorite movie this is a great movie it's great in this in the fact that it definitely makes you feel like you're a kid yeah makes you love football there's a couple movies that make me prisoner of the moment i think this is one of them the other one's sandlot I don't know if it's like, is it that good? Because our parents don't really love the Sandlot. But it came out when they were adults. Do all of our parents love Remember the Titans? I don't hear a lot of older people say, I remember the love of the Titans. Did I just say? I remember the I love say? of the Titans. <laughs> <laughs> I just mixed up my sentence. I love Remember the Titans. <laughs> I know. Actually, my dad loves Remember the Titans. My dad and I have full conversations just quoting Remember the Titans. Oh, wow. Whenever I do something that upsets him, for a long time he would just tell me that I was overcooking his grits. <laughs> we never ate grits our whole lives. We only heard Coach Boone talk about it. Well, of course not. We live in the north. Yeah. Why would we eat grits when we have cream of wheat <laughs> and uh, hash browns? That's cool. You had full conversations with your dad. <laughs> i just, I'm just My dad's awesome. Bill Billy Boy's great. I love Billy Boy. Remember the Titans... It is the true story of a newly appointed African American coach and his high school football team on their first appearance and first season as a racially integrated unit. This movie takes place in Alexandria, Virginia in 1971. this is based on a true story Disney does a really good job of talking that or, or p- pointing out that this is based on a true story and it's not um actually 100 factually accurate yeah yeah one of, oh in our laughs we're just going to talk about how funny the movie <laughs> like the making of the movie is but i'm just going to say this now i'm pretty sure that the titans were so undefeated like so undefeated that they won the state championship by like 30 points yeah i think they said seven of their wins were by double digits or, there were blowouts. yeah which leads me to my next point virginia high school football is not good it's not no but Virginia high school football players end up going to the NFL, just Virginia high school football itself, yeah, not great. Yeah, you can have a lot of good high school talented teams, but it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be great pros, and you can have the opposite of that. Yeah, for some reason, high school football, especially in southern, western portion of Virginia, where I lived for several years, like, Friday nights were never packed. Blacksburg won the state championship, and maybe half of the stands were full that's crazy for their home games that's wild it made no sense uh here in in Worcester you could be three and five and everyone's still coming to the games yeah I think that's one thing I love And I, I ref high school basketball and one of the things that a lot of the refs say is they don't love driving all the way to Wayne County because we're like 45 minutes from Akron an hour from Cleveland but they say they love coming to Wayne County because you can count on a Friday night in a basketball gym of course but football's the same you can count on a Friday night the gym being packed that's exactly right And high school football here in Ohio is like that. It is, it's pretty much a religion. And it's fun. It's fun to watch. And uh, people sell their lives for high school football. Yeah. It's, it is genuinely insane. It's kind of crazy that you would uh, spend so much money to, uh, Support and then hate other eighteen-year-olds. Yeah, it is. If you ever get a chance, we there was a Netflix movie, or maybe it wasn't a Netflix movie, but it was a documentary that was on Netflix when we were in early college about the Maslin McKinley rivalry. And you uh, can find that documentary somewhere. I think it's called Go Tigers. Yes, yeah, is that what it's called? It's called Go Tigers, but uh, Ed Ogeron is not in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Good Ed Ogeron impression. Though. Go Tigers, Go Tigers. I think my Ed Ogeron is better than my Jimmy V for sure. I would agree. Um, so, we're going to be talking about Remember the Titans, my favorite movie. So much about it is nostalgic. I've loved football since I was a little kid. And I just think that Denzel Washington is such a good actor that he can captivate you as a child. And you're like, Whoa, wow, I want to be about this. This is definitely the first movie I remember Denzel in. Yeah. When, when when did this come out? 99? I think 99, 2000. So, it was like 8 or 9, somewhere around there. I Yeah, I, I didn't my dad wasn't my dad and I weren't watching Malcolm uh Spike Lee's version of Malcolm X with Denzel. Or training day. Did <laughs> I, training day come after this? I think Training Day came out. We actually my dad and I did watch Training Day. <laughs> okay, Training Day or Manchurian Report. I don't even know what the second one is. I think that's a Denzel movie where he's like a debater. Or is that the Great Debaters? Oh dude, Great Debaters. That's, that's a, a great, great movie. movie. Is that our is that our rec- recommendation? Not many people have seen that. Oh. Our by the heart recommendation? I don't know. We'll get when we'll we get, get there it. we'll talk about it. Uh, so, during the life of this uh, episode, we will be tackling some issues uh, that are going to be hard to navigate. And we're going to try to navigate them with grace. And we just ask in the in the forefront for our 40 to 50 listeners uh, that you would listen to us with grace as well. Yeah. Um, we're middle class white Americans. Yeah, we're very privileged. Um, who love Jesus and want rape. I want racial reconciliation. I know Sean does too. Yeah. Um, Some of this stuff where it is out of our league and hopefully we do our part for the rest of our lives to um, mend those divides. But ultimately we can't mend those divides without Christ. Social justice is, is good and well, but um, we need to point people to where the real justice comes from and that's Jesus. Mm -hmm. So we are going to navigate some issues, but I just ask that you give us grace. Uh, with that being said, what's the best sports movie you can think of off the top of your head? The one that you love the most. Uh, the Sandlot's up there. I think Warrior's up there, even though Warrior I don't really think is a sports movie, but it is. Um, I don't know. Those two come to mind off the top of my head. Warrior. Uh, yeah, we've, we've done a pot on that the one with uh tom hardy's traps yep tom hardy's traps tom hardy has great traps okay i guess ufc counts mma yeah i mean sports but it just doesn't feel like a sports movie because there's so much family drama in it remember the titans is my favorite movie it's probably my favorite sports movie but friday night lights mm. what booby gonna do without football <laughs> did, uh, did you cry oh i mean I, I probably cried i didn't cry but i definitely like tear like when Mo- Booby went back into the game and like shattered his knee the second time, oh. I think I just put my knee right between my, or my head right in my knees like, uh, oh, this is terrible. Yeah. All the Mighty Ducks. i loved the Mighty Ducks. Mighty Ducks, yeah. I, I re-watched the Mighty Ducks this month. They're terrible. Yeah. Yeah, we have this great discussion about how I never watched the Mighty Ducks growing up. I'm not really sure how that got passed through as a child, so I watched them as I got older. And I don't get it because I wasn't a kid. They're so bad. They're not good. Okay, my sidebar on the Mighty Ducks, and we're going to keep this uh, in reasonable time, at least under an hour. My sidebar on the Mighty Ducks, how does the USA junior team decide that they're going to take the regional champs from some town in Minnesota Plus six other great hockey players and say, this is our junior national team. And at the same time, just disregarding the uh, other 49 states that have hockey players. I don't think any other junior national team would ever just take nine players from one little region in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Yeah, they didn't even get anybody from Canada. No. (laughs) Different nation. (laughs) Oh. What happened? Nothing. Huh? Huh? Okay, <laughs> moving on. Uh, the best sports movies, yeah, I would say Remember the Titans. And on that note, let's continue. Before we get into the character study, I just want to say this, that uh, Remember the Titans is about the stark contrast of people who try to see others that are different from them as equal and then people who think that they're better uh, because of their skin color. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not a whole lot of indifference here. Um, I think oftentimes we try to sit on the sidelines in this conversation and it's really hard to do that if you're in society at all. Um, I would just say racial reconciliation should be, should be at the forefront of gospel living. Jesus is the standard for racial reconciliation. Um, he's the one who mended all divides, even as a living, uh, human on earth he condescended to um, all different um, races and he wasn't afraid to um, get his hands um, proverbially dirty when it came to meeting with um, different races and women and all all the things that we would think are especially in the first century forbidden because of who you are Uh, he showed us that Um, there's nothing that we can do that would, um, or no color of skin that would keep us from him. I think as a white American Christian growing up in a predominant white church, that when I read scripture and this wasn't any fault of teachers, they may have said this, I may have just not understood it because of the culture I grew up in, but we, there wasn't an emphasis on race in scripture. You just read it. You don't really understand, the color of people or the race of people. And I don't think at least I didn't until recently or until the last five years understood how important and influential Jesus's ministry to women was and how him revealing himself to women who weren't called reliable and their opinions weren't heard and their opinions weren't cared for how much that actually, um, how important, I guess just how important it is. It solidifies the argument for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, I don't know why we just, we were, maybe we neglected it. Um, we neglected to learn it, but I know when I started to learn about the importance of the women testimony and the fact that Jesus would, um, he really didn't, he, he saw the value in every person's culture. Uh, the reality is, is that we still have a long way to go. Yep. Um, but taking equality seriously is a true mark of Christianity. Um, we're all on the same playing field, uh, desperately hopeless without Christ. Somewhere along the lines, um, races b- believed that they were superior, uh, and Christian races believed they they were superior. And when you read the Bible, it, it lets us know that uh, yeah, um, there is no requirement or uh, racial check-in for hell either. So, mm-hmm. uh, one of my favorite artists, our favorite artist, propaganda out from. California has a lot of really good thoughts on this. I think one of my favorite songs by him is um, Precious Puritans, Oof. where it just brings up a lot of good things to think about. And then at the end of it, it sounds a little um, mean or hateful. And I've had some friends who have told me they don't like it so much because of that. But at the end, if you stay with the song until the end, he talks about how I as well am broken and sinful and I'm not perfect. And I'm doing something that I'm not aware of because I'm a flawed human being. Mm, that's so good uh we're not superheroes and uh, we don't have time to talk about it but i think a fatal flaw of the church is making our leaders superheroes yes um yeah we'll get into that uh another day when we talk about um the movie man of steel (laughs) because it's a superhero movie um yeah so let's go ahead and get into our categories we have our character studies uh the gospel theme moments for our characters um We have Gary Bertier played by Ryan Hurst, Julius Campbell, Wood Harris, Ed Yost played by Will Patton, and Herman Boone played by Denzel Washington. Gary Bertier, he is a white All-American linebacker who uh, has a first introduction with the new head coach, Herman Boone, by saying, we don't need none of your people on defense. We've got it covered. (laughs) And then Boone says, you don't need none of our people, huh? What'd you say your name was? And he says, Gary. Is that your mom over there? <laughs> yeah. You got your brothers on the team, Gary, and you got your daddy. And you do know who your daddy is, don't you? You are, sir. That's right. Uh huh. Get on the bus. Don't have time for the whole quote. But Gary starts as a very bigoted white linebacker, and I think that the whole movie is about um, what happens when uh, these th- this group of people who feel superior actually get to know. Uh, these black athletes um, and community members. Mm-hmm. Gary has one of the best transformations. He goes from um, hating all of his black teammates to he gets into a car wreck and the only person that he wants to see is Julius, who is his uh, is the other main character who plays. He's a black player and Julius comes into uh, the hospital bed and Sean thinks it's hilarious. It's on the rewatch. This is such an overdramatic cheesy line it's good the writing is good i don't think it's a cheesy line it's pretty it's, cheesy it, the way that it's uh the way that it's directed maybe, maybe. the way that it's produced the delivery that's what it the, is. Delivery. The, the delivery the n- delivery is cheesy the nurse says oh i'm sorry only kin allowed in here which apparently means family and gary says can't you see the re- resemblance alice <laughs> resemblance <laughs> can't oh, you geez. see the resemblance alice this is my brother and it's like all right Oh, but i remember being 10 and watching that and being like oh yeah that's awesome the point of that is to show that gary transforms from um, a bigot into someone who actually loves julius for who he is someone who can look past skin color and actually see heart look past yeah and we're going to talk about that in my quotes but yep that's exactly it and that's what i mean it's gospel theme because that's what happens with jesus if you're truly transformed by jesus um, when, it, especially when it comes to racial reconciliation, um, skin color doesn't matter Mm-mm. and social, socio socioeconomic trends, they don't matter. No. Um, you'll be friends with people you never thought you were friends with. You will find yourself in circles. You never would have imagined yourself in because it doesn't matter anymore. You don't see through the lens of what you saw formerly. You see through the lens of Christ who transcends everybody and everything. A really good mark that you are being gripped by Jesus is that your friend group is diverse. Yes. Now it doesn't always happen. um, But if your friend group is diverse because of the love you have for each other, um, that's just a good sign that Jesus makes sense to you. Mm -hmm. All right, let's move on. We got Julius Campbell played by Wood Harris and his father introduces him to um, everyone, uh, including coach Boone by saying Julius Campbell, the best defensive end in the whole state. If you push him to it, I'm probably going to do a lot of bad impersonations. But Julius Campbell is, um, well, we're going to talk about this in our laugh, but he's at least 30 in this movie. <laughs> but uh, he um, he plays defensive end, and he is the best black player from the other school that is integrating. And, and I actually think Julius has his own racial tensions throughout the movie. He doesn't like the white players at all. He, he kind of goes off on Gary a few mm, times. Yeah. Um, he doesn't give in for a really long time to like do his part. He just wants to play defensive end. He wants to get the the job done, and he doesn't want to talk to yeah. Louis Lastic, the big guy who comes and sits down at their table. He says to Louis, "What are you doing here?" And Louis said, "What do you mean, Julius?" And then Julius says back to him, "Why don't you go sit with your people?" Mm-hmm. And Louis says, "I don't have any people, Julius. I'm with everyone." And it was the first time you saw that Julius had his own really racial tension going on uh, against Louie. The same thing ha- happens to Julius that happens to Gary through acknowledging the fact that he doesn't actually know these people and then learning them, getting to know them on a soul level. He loves them and he shows up to Gary's bedside mm-hmm. in, in the, the tragic um, accident. Um, it is a Disney movie and it, I actually think they do a good job. Um, this is tough, tough material. To it doesn't tackle. feel like a Disney movie. No. Even Like, I know it's a Disney movie. I've known for my entire life that it's a Disney movie, but it does not have the feel of a Disney movie. Mm-mm. It really doesn't. How many other Disney movies have, or how many other movies have Disney taken on about racism? Aquila and the Bee? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's about racism, <laughs> but it's about a young black girl who wins a spelling bee. Oh. <laughs> King of Kwakwa. Is it good? I don't remember. Oh, okay. I don't even know if it's a Disney movie. Oh. Uh, but Queen of Kakwa is a great uh, movie about chess set in Africa. Wow. One of the African countries. Oh, I think I remember the previous for that. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty great. Um, so we have Ed Yost, played by Will Patton. This is the former head coach who is up for the Hall of, F- Hall of Fame this year. Mm-hmm. And he gets demoted as... Uh, Denzel Washington, Herman Boone's assistant coach, and all heck breaks loose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not scared to say it. All hell breaks loose. Yes, it does. Um, and he's got this sense of entitlement the entire movie. We see his transformation uh, going from um, a man who wants the Hall of Fame, he wants the head coaching job, he doesn't want Herman Boone to help him coach at all, And it creates tension. It it creates divide. He obviously, he doesn't like these um, players who are different than the players he's coached before. And his transformation comes all the way to where uh, he has a chance to throw Herman Boone under the bus, get him fired, and uh, become the head coach again and then go to the Hall of Fame. And instead of letting that happen, he sticks his neck on the line and let's Coach Boone keep his job. They win the game. And for some reason, the board of directors is allowed to come onto the football field afterwards, <laughs> and they go right up to him, and they said, Coach Yost, you, you just cost yourself the Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's a great impersonation. And he didn't care because his yeah. friendship and the value of Boone was much more important than that. Yeah, and if that's something that's – if that's what's going to cost him, then, yeah, that's not worth it. Yeah, not worth it at all. Uh, in, in the quotes, actually, my my quote is from him, uh, so we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, and then Herman Boone, and then Sean's going to say something about both of them. But um, Herman Boone, played by Denzel, just uh, in the short amount of time we can, quick Denzel movies off the top of your head. Deja vu. Deja vu. First one. Deja vu. I love that. <laughs> man, on, man on fire man on is my fire. favorite. Out of time. <laughs> Out of time. John Q. Uh, equalizer, Equalizer Two, Training Day, Training Day, Flight, Safe House, Safe House, Ryan Reynolds, and Denzel. I of went course, watch that. I saw that in the Dollar Theater with Ewan Hudson. Really? Yeah. All right. Vaguely remember that. Two Guns with Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Never saw that. The one. Great Debaters, Fences. Oh, uh tr- oh, Inside Man. Inside Man. Oh, he's great in Inside Man. The Great Debaters. I think he's in the Manchurian de- Debate, or he- maybe it's called the Manchurian Case. I don't know. I'm what? not really sure i don't know but what's your what's your favorite denzel movie besides remember the titans yeah yeah um i would probably say that it is hmm, training day that's really good inside man actually i would say it's john q because john q was a vcr that we had or vhs (laughs) that we had growing up and we would watch it on cross-country road trips (laughs) when we would drive to nebraska in our conversion van i probably saw john q just oh as much gosh. as i saw remember the titans I'm surprised you don't hate it at this point no can't our rotation was remember the titans all three of the original star wars all the back to the futures in john q wow those were our movies and you still weren't in nebraska yet no not <laughs> still going past cows well mine is man on fire Ooh, so we might have to we're going to have to do that one at some point. We probably were we probably will, maybe after Terminator Salvation. I don't know what I've been calling this movie, but the movie's called The Manchurian Candidate. Ooh. Uh not the Manchurian Debate or the Manchurian <laughs> whatever debaters. Uh and it's about nothing that I thought it was. <laughs> have you I, seen it? I think he's in Is he an Antoine Fisher too? Yes. Antoine is. Fisher's amazing. He he's the uh is he like the older the older guy. Yeah, he's he's the counselor. He's the yeah. military counselor he, that uh Booby Miles. Booby Miles. Whatever that guy's name is, he's a really good actor. I can't remember it, but he, he goes and sees him as through counseling. Antoine Fisher, great movie. Not a lot of people have seen that either. On IMDb it had like 36,000 ratings. You should go watch Antoine Fisher. If that gives you any any reference, 36,000 ratings on IMDb is almost a probably a million less than the Avengers. Probably. Yeah, I'm not that's not yeah. Well, everybody loves The Avengers, and I won't talk about how much I love it, too. It's the best movie ever made. Movies ever made. Okay, so Herman (laughs) Boone. uh, I think he's not afraid to embark on the journey of reconciliation. Um, He has this moment where he takes the entire team on a really long jog through the woods, and they make it to Gettysburg. Uh, It's when, when they're at camp. And he has this long speech, and then he says at the end of the speech hatred destroyed my family you listen and you take a lesson from the dead if we don't come together right now on this hallowed ground we too will be destroyed just like they were i don't care if you like each other or not but you will respect each other and maybe i don't know maybe maybe we'll learn to play this game like men he he got it he understood that uh the reconciliation was going to take longer than a football season but it had to start with respect yeah and that's what he in that's what he gives to them he imparts to his team he's really not a lovable coach he's not a player's coach at all no but he imparts the fact that you're going to respect each other yeah uh he knows what it means to give hard love yeah um From my perspective from both these coaches i didn't really have anything i mean we could talk all day about this movie this movie has so much depth to it but i thought that there is an an illustration from a gospel theme from both coaches coach yost is what paul would call in romans 6 the old self someone who does not have perspective of the gospel someone whose lenses whose heart hasn't been changed their lenses haven't been changed and Coach Boone is the new man who understands what the gospel is, who understands how to move forward, who is convinced and convicted that this is truth. And you can see that these two play a contrast to each other in the beginning, but as the movie goes throughout, Coach Yost starts to change. And you can see in a parallel, in a theme, um, he's his heart is changed in a way that our hearts are changed by the gospel. It doesn't happen, uh, it doesn't happen overnight. I think Matt Chandler famously said it's not going to happen with a silver bullet. Like I remember listening to a sermon from him saying, your sin is probably not going to be cured like a silver bullet. It's not going to be dead overnight. You're going to have to work. You're going to have to grind. You're going to have to take the weeds, pull them out, and put them into the sun often. And then eventually you're going to start to see the fruit of, of that, the fruit of the spirit come out. And I think that's what I think of when I see those two coaches. Yeah, that's, that's wonderfully said. Um, the themes go deep and wide in this movie, and... Um, it's important to note that uh, reconciliation has to come first when you're reconciled to God. Um, if you aren't reconciled to God and your reconciliation isn't about pointing people to reconciliation to God, um, then we're chasing it after the wind mm-hmm. because he's the rock that we stand on. I uh, had our big daddy moment. Time to pee. My time to pee Um when they go in the winning streak, I'll just throw that one out there. It's... I was going to say, that's my time to pee. <laughs> yeah, like, There's a weird montage. Yeah, in the it's, of the it's like, hey, uh, this team was really good. They played really well. Yeah, we know that. <laughs> okay, just go, to, go pee when they start winning. It, it's actually a really long movie. Don't go pee when Ryan Gosling's dancing, because that's really fun. Wait, Ryan Gosling? Wait, did we not talk about Ryan Gosling yet? <laughs> Ryan Gosling in <laughs> Remember the Titans or Ryan Gosling in Crazy Stupid Love? He's too suave in Crazy Stupid Love. Crazy Stupid Love. Mm, the suave Ryan Gosling. And in my quick research, it's not that long of a movie. No. <laughs> Only uh, 17 seconds after I said it's super long, found out it's not that long. You said this movie's super I long? I just said it's oh, super long. Oh, you just long. did? I didn't even catch it. It's an hour 50. I thought it was like two hours and 40 minutes. No, not even close. Go paint during the montage. Yeah. By the Heart Podcast, brought to you by Alex's Painting. We do exterior. We do interior. We do commercial. We do commercial. We do residential. Do we do cars? Sometimes we do cars. Intentionally? Sometimes intentionally, sometimes not. <laughs> Alright, what's our movie for the week? Uh, our recommendation. Um, By the heart, recommendation for the week. The movie that you should see. Not really for the weeks, because sometimes we do more than one You're right, episode. You're right, because I think we've done almost three this week. Yeah. Um, so, I, I Sean, what, what do you think? I have my own thoughts, but let's give you a recommendation. The Great Debaters with Denzel Washington. We already talked about it. It's a great movie. Awesome movie. Go watch it. You'll you sh- learn learn a lot from it. You'll probably learn how to debate. Wait, do you learn how to debate in The Great Debaters? I don't know. That's another movie about racism. It actually is. Yeah. And uh, the other movie Denzel Washington's in about racism when he's the basketball coach in Glory Road. Whoa. Oh, wait. <laughs> Don, <laughs> that's not Denzel Washington. <laughs> Just a joke, guys. All right. Our next category, we have our gospel quotes sean how many quotes do you have i have two all right why don't you go first give me your first one and then i'll do my only one and then you go all right when coach yost Yoast walks in after bertier's been hurt he says i think this is a very good time for prayer and reflection because all the guys are having a good time chumming it up what does chumming it up mean i don't know probably throwing stuff into the water oh, okay apparently that means so you're not taking it seriously chumming it up yeah no, I don't know. I just know chum is is yeah. shark food. Yeah. So, anyway, he walks in and he says, I think this is a very good time for prayer and reflection. And Bertier says, Coach, I'm hurt, not dead. And I just think it's good because it's good perspective. A lot of times, I would say most times, if you're in a pretty serious accident where he's like, paralyzed, he's paralyzed you could mourn you you that. That's a really hard thing to go through. But he has good perspective on it, and a lot of people probably wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Actually, give me your other quote, too. My other quote is when, what is it? Is it in like training camp before? Do they call that in high school? They call it training camp two-a-days, whatever yeah. it might be. Probably and 3 pra- a day. I think they actually, Coach Boone says, if you don't start loving each other, we're going to go to three-a-day practices. Yeah, that's right. Still don't know each other? We'll go to four-a-day practices. So maybe 4 days So Julius and Bertier get into it, and Julius calls out the captain, the All-American. He's an All-American? Yep. The All-American. Actually, only all-american on the team he makes everybody know that that's true Yeah. so he calls out the white all-american for the other white players not blocking for the black quarterback Mm -hmm. and there's just this moment where i remember being young and not having really understood that i'm finally like recognizing that someone would actually do something like that Hmm. like their own racial preferences would Keep them from doing something really basic. Yeah, I couldn't... Like doing their job. Right, like my 10-year-old, terrible athletic athleticism self couldn't grasp that concept that I would do something like that. Hmm. Yeah, that's really Or good. that people would do something like that. Especially those who are not gripped by the gospel. That's that's common. It's still 2020. It's still oh, happening. It hasn't changed. Um, probably won't till the Lord returns. My quote is, uh, Halftime of the state championship where Yost says, I hope you boys have learned as much from me this year as I've learned from you. You've taught this city how to trust the soul of a man rather than the look of him. Mm. And I guess it's about time I joined the club. Yeah. That is as racial or um, gospel-themed when it comes to racial reconciliation as I've ever heard in a movie. A Disney movie, for sure. Mm -hmm. I think of Galatians 3.28. There is no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male or female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Jesus levels the playing field. We don't look at the outward appearance anymore. Um, It doesn't separate us from God anymore, and it doesn't give us more access to God. Jesus says in John 7 that we're not supposed to judge by appearance, but judge by the truth. And just as the Titans learn uh, how to trust each other by the souls rather than their looks, uh, we ought to do that too. And we need to do what Yoast did. We need to join the club. It's amazing to me that anybody who's who claims to be a Christian and has thoughts that are similar to what are in Remember the Titans at the beginning of it, I can't believe they could call themselves a Christian because clearly they've not opened Scripture and read it because it's all over Scripture that it does not matter what you look like, where you're from, man or woman. It does not matter. It's, and it's all over Scripture, especially the New Testament, which I think most people would admit they probably spend more time in. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, uh, Christians, so-called Christians, still are living as though white supremacy is okay. Yeah, those don't like that's not synonymous with Jesus. It doesn't work. And I would say if you're out there and you're like, I've had a terrible experience with Christians because they judge by outward appearance. uh, One, I would I would just uh, know that they've got a long way to go when it comes to sanctification. If they are believers, Mm -hmm. Um, they're not representing Christ. Uh, Look to Jesus for um, your joy your satisfaction. Look to Jesus for your vindication. Don't look to, to a person because uh, we're going to live in our flaws. Yeah. And to a lot of people who I've talked to who have been hurt by the church in numerous ways, but this is definitely one where specific churches have hurt them. I would say keep searching. Yeah, Keep looking for churches who are out there and recognize that there are, there's more to this that the gospel is for everyone. And there are not preferences to specific races or colors. That's a great recommendation right there. That's better than our, than our movie recommendation. Uh, I often say your pastor doesn't determine your, your salvation and your pastor doesn't determine your relationship with God. No, no. Neither does your parents or your brothers or your sisters. Um, It's, it's about an actual experience in relationship with the one who, Paid by blood for you. Mm -hmm. Um, all colors and all genders and all monetary systems, he paid for all of them. If you have Al, Pastor Al, what would you say if someone's looking for a church, how would they find some a church to go to that might be in line with some of the things that we would be in line with that That, that we know? This is better than the movie recommendation. (laughs) Uh there's so many good resources, some that I really trust. I would go to the Gospel Coalition website, mm-hmm. and I would do a, a church search. Um, I would go to the Acts 29 website, mm-hmm. and I would do a church search. Um, I would search for the churches that are affiliated with these two organizations. I would actually go to the Fellowship of Evangelical Churches mm-hmm. uh, website. We're a part of that, and I'm being trained by some FEC leaders, and I'm in more and more impressed by these guys every single time that I meet with them. Um, there's so many... Use the good resources out there. Start with Gospel Coalition. Start with Acts 29. Start with Fellowship of Evangelical Churches. And the reality is of those things that I know that you and I have talked about just from our history together. A lot of people probably don't know that those things exist. Yeah. They probably don't know. I even have a good friend who I recommended to, hey, get on the Gospel Coalition website. I know where you're at and what part of the country you're from. And you struggle with the church that you grew up in. Get on the Gospel Coalition website. Type in your city, and it'll give you some great recommendations. If you don't like one, it doesn't mean they're all terrible. It might just mean it might not fit your preferences. But they're going to be, they're going to be churches that are rooted in Scripture. Yeah, all of the churches that are in the Gospel Coalition and in the Acts 29, they have gone through a rigorous vetting um, to make sure, and we're not perfect, and they're not perfect, but these are churches that uh, value Christ above all and value His Word. And, uh, I would, I would, the second thing I would encourage you to do is you need to get involved into a local church. Yeah. That's the biggest thing you need to plug in. You need to get into the community. You need to be discipled by, uh, the people that you live around and, uh, God is going to use you, uh, as his avenue of change. And yeah. that's what he does. Dive in, ask questions, ask hard questions, ask questions, even if you feel dumb, that's that's how you're gonna to continue to grow you're gonna see Christ work through you through you um, as you continue to dive in there yeah it's so good all right we have two more categories to get to and we have uh at least 40 minutes left so let's keep going <laughs> um Sean lead us in Jimmy V moments Jimmy V moments the moments that made you laugh think and cry all right men listen up Get into the huddle. You got to laugh every single day. You got to think and you got to cry. And if you do that, we come together as a football team. We win the game. Perfection. Let's go to work. That was Alex's version of Jimmy V as coach Boone. <laughs> if coach Boone did a Jimmy V impression, that's what that was. Not too shabby. I, if I don't, if I don't want to toot my own horn, but yeah, let us know how that was guys. Please let us know how that was. Alright, so for our laugh, we're going to talk about uh, the moments in the movie that are just terrible all right the first thing of of course they're all they're They're so old they're not none of them are 16 they had julius was in the wire with a mustache and they put him in this and said oh shave your mustache you'll be good (laughs) the the way that they made them look older at the end of the movie was have them grow mustaches it would have looked more real if they had uh michael b jordan from the wire play a defensive end not julius and i almost said julius hodge from nc state (laughs) but if they would have julius in this he looks so old he is so, so did bertier they are all old blue blue was 50 (laughs) the only one that didn't look that old was Allen, and he was at least 24 (laughs) all right who's the uh who's the next one okay they win the state title on a reverse (laughs) they run a fake 23 blast with a backside george reverse like one second left they don't throw a hail mary they run a reverse yeah they didn't pitch it at all they just ran a reverse yeah there wasn't any kind of flattery (laughs) or trickery I don't know flattery fits in there, but somehow maybe it would. Um, there's nothing going on. It's just a reverse. It makes no sense. All right. The other one I have, they they thought it would be better to dance instead of stretch before the game. <laughs> they just dance to get hyped. They don't do stretches. They don't go over their plays. Yeah. They just dance. They just dance. And then they just stomp teams. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, something about a fumble? <laughs> Apparently in uh, 1971. I don't know if this is true, but is what I read. In 71 when you recovered a fumble, you weren't allowed to advance it. So there's like two or three plays. One of the biggest plays where Julius catches up to that guy and causes him to fumble, right? <laughs> yeah. And then they pick it up and run it for a little Who while. Hold on that ball, Petey! Yeah, <laughs> that ball. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it wouldn't happen. Also, on that play, Julius's and that running back he's running after, their run is so unathletic. We don't have time to rank the worst runs, but the definitive worst run in a movie is the girl in Taken yes we are going to talk about taken one day worst run in any movie with her uh glitter jean jacket so bad <laughs> um kimmy like, even, even though she's like she's 30 that i think too everybody's 30 in all yeah. of these movies apparently teenage actors are hard to find um yeah there, there's too many funny things that happen because of their age and this and the little things that shouldn't happen like uh for some reason, the board of directors are allowed on the football field yeah, after games. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. Anyway, it's that's actually not. That's actually pretty believable. Uh, maybe. I mean, if you've got that much rapport, if you're a board of director in the state of Virginia for VHSL, then you're probably able to get on whatever field you really want to get on. Yeah, probably. Sorry to throw you under the bus there. Well, anyway. Moving on. Our think. So let's go to our think. Sean, do you have one? Um, My think on the rewatch was that this wasn't just a, a movie about black and white. This was a movie about culture in general. The character Sunshine comes in and he's not black and he's not another color, but he is from California and that isn't California is not Virginia. Yeah. So I think that's a movie just about culture in general. Mm-hmm. He's, he is white, but he's got long blonde hair and he's just different. He doesn't know how to fit in. He's trying to figure out how to fit. And you'll see that anywhere you go. As if you travel, you will be a little bit different from the, the typical culture norms because you, you typically grown Accustomed to your cultural norms. Yeah, that's true. Um, I've got Petey when uh, they try to uh, go eat. Actually, Sunshine tries to take him to a restaurant and doesn't know. Oh, that. yeah. And um, Pete Blue said, he doesn't know, Petey. And Petey said, he doesn't know. He doesn't want to know. I told him. And uh, it was a think because do I, do I want to see? Mm-hmm. Do I want to see the brokenness? Do I want to see even the places where I'm still acting out of my prejudice? I don't know. But uh, I'm going to be thinking about that for a while. Yeah, yeah. All right, our cry. Sean? I mean, the scene at the very end, at the funeral. Oh. Oh, That's such a hard scene. When you find out that Gary died. Yeah. Gary got paralyzed by a drunk driver and then died by a drunk driver.
1: In real life. Oh,
0: man, that's terrible. Yep. Uh, mine is when um, Coach Boone comes up to Coach Yost after they won the state title. And he looks at him and he says, "You're Hall of Fame in my book. <laughs> and it's kind of cheesy, but it's like, wow, Boone actually loves all these people. Yeah, It gave me chills as I just said it because yeah. I can see the scene. Yeah. All right, our by the heart category. These are the moments in the movie that uh, captivated us. For me, I really can say everything. I just wrote down, it's nostalgic. The whole movie is great. I think the tension at the beginning of the movie, like, this is supposed to be a fun, exciting movie. This is going to get me excited to play football, which it did. I hated football, and I was terrible at it. But it got me excited to play football. The camaraderie of being around guys like that was fun. And then you saw immediately with the tension, too, and how they worked through that tension. Also, Ryan Gosling dancing. Can't beat Ryan Gosling dancing. (laughs) All right, guys, this was Remember the Titans. And I want you to remember that uh, reconciliation comes first and foremost in Christ. And as you're changed from the inside out, God uses you to change the culture as you show them the love that Jesus has already shown you. Come back for the next episode where we talk about Terminator Terminator Salvation. Salvation.